Welcome to an isolation episode of the Sports Launch Podcast. I'm Andrew Schuweiler, joined by Justin Webster. And Justin, have you been beat up trying to get certain items at the grocery store? Or have you had to push someone out of the way to get a certain item that you wanted? Yeah, this is uh, this is really interesting. Um, from the last podcast to this podcast, uh, a lot has happened in the world. You know, usually we think of this as a podcast to talk about sports. But yeah, I went to the grocery store here last week. I think it was Tuesday or so. So about a, a little over a week ago here. And it's it was nuts i mean i couldn't believe how many people were just rushing to get stuff so i'm glad i have what i want i don't have no interest in going back to the grocery store at this point how about you andrew well i haven't technically really been isolated i've had to go to both my jobs and yesterday i felt that people were wanting alcohol just as much as they did toilet paper for those that you don't know i work at a family business or a family-owned liquor store and literally a typical monday you know I might get 10 to 15 customers at most. Let's just say this was busier than that and was pretty close to New Year's Eve night or the day before New Year's Eve, people coming in. It was a mad rush and we actually ran out of beers. People are going crazy over this panic, over this pandemic. And I just wish that people would kind of calm down a little bit and then just take this like serious and please just stay in your house like Justin said that he's going to do unless you have to go out to get food, gas or like me you have to go to your job you know that's those things are understandable but if you don't have to do any of that just please stay in isolation find a good movie to watch I know Justin said he watched a movie tonight and just enjoy time with family friend well not friends because we're supposed to be isolated but maybe your roommates are your friends or you know but just be safe guys wash your hands and and stay isolated but we did have some sports stuff going on even though the coronavirus is happening and everybody is isolated some good, some not so good. The NCAA March Madness, both men and women, have been canceled. I'm sure a lot of people are upset, maybe even some of our listeners, that they couldn't fill out a bracket, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think I filled out a perfect bracket. It was completely blank, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to get all mine right this season. You know, wouldn't that have been funny if this was the year that someone would have filled out a perfect bracket? <laughs> and now it's not happening because of the coronavirus. There's no way. Yeah, no, I, this is nuts. Like, I live for the NCAA tournament every year, and I love March Madness just because this is about teams and not about individuals, you know, when it comes to this stuff. And I think people get more excited about watching those first-round games of seeing the teams, the mascots, all the fans at the games. And they were, you know, like two weeks ago, they were talking about possibly having these games without fans, which just seems ridiculous. I mean, imagine going to an NCAA tournament, you know, came and having no fans at it. That just seems like the wrong thing to do. But I understand the circumstances, and I understand what's going on, but to have no NCAA tournament at all is just absolutely crazy I just it just to me it's I'm still honestly in disbelief on Sunday I still sat in front of my TV on ESPN waiting for selection Sunday to happen and I was just like this is just doesn't seem right for some reason yeah and another sport that is also canceled is the NHL has decided to cancel their season with no tentative restart date as of now I know this doesn't really affect Justin and I as neither of us are big hockey fans so to say but I know Wild... Hey, man, the Wilder. Wilds are heating up, man. They were heating up at the right time. I know some Wild fans are probably upset because they turned around their season after making a big trade. Yeah, no, this... Uh, it actually kind of sucks for the Wild because hockey is kind of one of those sports, it seems like, where when your team's getting hot, you really just want it to just keep going until you're not, basically, kind of mentality. And for this team to... The way they were playing here lately, and they're hitting in that stretch where they are playing a lot of teams that were close with them in the standings, it was a big stretch for the Wild, to, especially on the little bit of road trip here to possibly gain you know a point or two every one of those nights they were playing and and then they have and then they have this and there's i don't i don't even know how i mean right now it just it sucks i mean the teams are so close on seating wise that i don't know how this is all gonna go down i mean right now the season's technically canceled but for some reason i feel like they might possibly postpone this and play it out but i mean how are they gonna play it you know you're gonna just take who's the top eight seeds now well the wilds technically are just out and a day or two before they were the eight seed so it's just it's just one of those situations where I'm going to be curious to see where where this all, you know, if they do play the season, how are they going to play this, the teams and how it's going to go down? It, it's really putting a big damper on all these 
different sports as not only March Madness, teams possibly making it that were just on the bubble. And like you mentioned before, the bubble teams that could have possibly upset some of these bigger teams in that first round and now hockey being suspended and we're not sure what could happen there. And another season that is kind of up in the air right now is the NBA who has postponed their season as well. I've heard that we could come back and just have the playoffs or we could come back and start a season. I know Justin and I were talking before recording this podcast how if they went to playoffs right away it would benefit the Timberwolves because they would get a higher pick but then we wouldn't see the chemistry built or have a chance at possibly seeing Carl Anthony Towns come back. However, one thing I'd like to mention and that I see as a little bit of a light in the coronavirus outbreak for the Minnesota Timberwolves is before the coronavirus kind of had its major breakout it was reported that Carl Anthony Towns was going to be out another two weeks. If the NBA season does return in a couple of months or whenever they do decide to start it back up we might see Carl Anthony Towns in a Timberwolves uniform playing next to D'Angelo Russell unless the Timberwolves decide to have him have surgery because I know that was possibly an option as well. Some breaking news actually came out earlier today as well Justin that four Nets players were diagnosed with the coronavirus one of them being Kevin Durant. Yeah there's a a lot going on I mean think about what the thing that's crazy right now with the NBA was I kind of kind of look back at this with last week here on Wednesday night it's an ESPN game and you have teams here in Oklahoma City hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder here um, or hosting uh, the Utah Jazz and everybody including Chris Paul was like where's Rudy Gobert man I mean the game's tipping man and he's not even here and then you got the team doctor for the Thunder coming on the court telling the players that they need to leave the floor they need to stay separated and then they go into our locker rooms and then the coaches you know go with them after that and then they then they have the referees leave and then all the fans are wondering what the heck is going on here right and you're sitting there as a as a fan going okay like the, the game's tipping in like a minute and there's no way they're all going to the locker room and they're coming back like they're literally just waved at us like what's the heck's going on and then they get a thing on the board that says the game's been canceled and then players you know and other you know owners are getting emails and messages you know from twitter and other things that are saying the season's been canceled i mean that was to me that's that's crazy i mean every fans are probably going nuts you know at that point and then you find out that rudy gobert how much karma is this right he gets coronavirus and two days before is touching all the mics making fun of coronavirus and then now you got kevin durant getting it and you know was it three other players i think on the nets if i can quote right here andrew yes so i mean so far rudy gobert and and kevin durant have had the good side of this this virus guys um majority of us are going to be fine so i mean that's that's the good way the positive way to look at the outlook just hopefully they haven't given to anybody hopefully that's more on the older side of this age you know we're talking people that are in their 60s 70s and 80s um hopefully have not gotten it from these guys so i know we have a lot of fans that out there that watch these games and it's it kind of kind of come a little bit of a surreal moment when you see this kind of stuff happen so yeah i i couldn't believe when i saw that video come out of rudy gobert and he's getting up ready to leave his press conference stretches out his hands and i guess when i first saw it i thought he was just trying to like get his balance and then goes and touches the microphone he's talking into he touches everybody's recorder and i'm just like dude what are you doing like come on be smarter than this there's a not deadly um a virus going around that's super contagious and you literally just touched everybody's microphone and recorder and now a couple days later you have coronavirus and these guys have touched the recorder that you just touched someone had to probably put that microphone away so now the microphone that you just touched is infected by the or their hands or that are infected because you had to put your hands all over the microphone and then you mentioned the fans kind of wondering what was going on I don't know if you saw that video Justin but that little girl telling her dad crying that it was her first game that she was able to watch and here it gets canceled and I know there was a player I believe that wanted to get that family tickets to another game with this one being canceled but we'll have to see what goes on because with the season being suspended and the possibility of just the playoffs being played and not the regular season kind of being canceled I'm not sure I can't remember what teams were playing or what team they were cheering for now she might have to wait until the whole next year unless they can go to a playoff game nearby where they live yeah I mean it's just an unfortunate situation I mean I think people need to realize with this virus that majority of us are probably gonna end up being alive and it's gonna be fine people so again stop running to gas stations or grocery stores and hoarding all the toilet paper and buying 150 rolls that's just excessive but 
but get to get back here a little bit on sports here with this i think the way people need to look at this is in a perspective of you know we might have to take a short time and spend time with your families and spend time you know playing shooting hoops with your kids we might have to keep a six foot distance guys but um it's a good time to i don't know for me honestly in the last week now there's no sports there's been a lot of reruns i don't know how many times i've watched a sport rerun especially of like basketball or baseball reruns here and i'm just like gosh i don't i never saw that the first time i watched that game so it's kind of a for me it's kind of a fun way to look back at sports but i know some people like to see sports live so i completely get it but for that little girl i think she'll get an opportunity to go to a game next year and it'll be fine everybody will still have their regular lives and at some point we just are going through a time right now that i'm sure a lot of americans weren't expecting and I guess this is the days we're living in currently. The MLB has also been postponed, Justin, and the one that might actually come back the soonest, we'll have to wait and see. They have decided that they are possibly going to postpone for two months and could start around that late May, early June. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think when it comes to baseball, uh, I'm I was super excited for the upcoming season, and now that we're sitting in the seat of waiting until late May, early June, so the way I look at baseball is a little bit different in in a nutshell so we usually play what was it a six month season or so here it's 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 not going to be six months we're not going to there's there's no way that we're going to have host the twins are going to be hosting games in december at target field if there is they're they're not throwing baseball fans they're throwing snowballs at each other so it's it's a there's going to be a shortened season in 1995 they actually had a shortened season of 144 games um and that was just kind of due to a strike for seven and a half months after the 1994 season and i i expect it to fully happen here i expect the season to get shortened i think baseball is going to give this about a month to kind of assess and see how things are going and then i expect them to take the the right parameters and the right measures to make sure they can accommodate to the fans because they want the fans to be at the games we all want to be at the games and i'm sure baseball wants the, the fans to be at the games too um and i think they're going to take those measures at the highest consideration but at the same exact time i think they're going to have a new tentative schedule so all you guys are like me that went to twins fest for example and got a schedule that one it's probably not going to be the schedule this season they'll make sure they'll play the the divisional game so we'll probably still play all of our divisional opponents but i'll be interested to see how they um adjust that national league schedule or how they adjust to playing the rest of the teams other divisions we may not see the yankees as much this year for example or we might not see uh the devil rays as much or the astros as much even though we probably all want to beam them with baseballs at this point so i think it'll be uh i think it'll be a, a different schedule i mean what's your thoughts on this andrew yeah i think that we could see a lot more double headers and it will be interesting to see how many games they come up with and how how they will play the season out will they make it longer and do double headers or will they go to possibly like a 120 game schedule although if they did that that would because i think is it 60 or 80 games against your division of all, all four division opponents um i'm not quite sure i'd have to look it up but yeah it's it's gonna be interesting what what happens how many games they're gonna play you know could they could they extend rosters even more we with a, a shorter season how many how many players are gonna be playing every single day and then you throw those double headers in there <laughs> guys are eventually gonna get tired as well yeah so yeah they play 19 games so you play four four divisional points so 76 so yeah you're right in that range andrew but yeah this is it's gonna be different i i fully expect them to when they played i think they played that 1995 season out they end up playing the majority of your divisional opponents so or they went by the leagues then so it's like al versus nl so they had it a little bit different but but yeah i i fully expect i think they make the schedule though the twins will be playing your normal teams in the midwest you'll play your teams like the tigers the twins will play the white Sox. we'll play the indians you know still and trying to think who their team division the royals um and the royals will still probably play those teams i'm sure the full 19 games i could see like i said i could see a lot of double headers i actually like this for the twins just because i think our bullpen strong this year so this could actually help and you gotta think about this in other perspectives too guys um michael pineda's suspension is still here so he was supposed to be back here in about mid-may or so-ish on that schedule um we might not see him if let's say we start early june guys we may not see michael pineda until july which seems crazy but this is actually Actually great actually in some ways for another guy that's a possibility to come on a rotation that's rich hill um, rich hill is supposed to be back sometime around july last time i heard here if that's the case and we don't start to early june we might only be a month out of rich hill which means that contract is could be kind of a steal for the twins in my opinion yeah you bring up an interesting point i wasn't even thinking of michael pineda i wonder suspended players if this time right now counts or if you know when the season starts back up if that's when it will be if that's the case and it's a shortened season pineda should be 
freshly ready to go by the time playoffs starts and you're going to get him in there for a couple of regular season starts but he should be be ready to go and kind of in that prime position for the playoffs yeah i think that i think they're gonna they're gonna factor it by games so i don't expect Pineda. If this is the case i don't expect him to be back till what are we talking almost like mid be about mid july which is fine i mean we'll be fine and with right around that time we're probably also going to probably get rich hill back so the twins will be i could see the twins honestly starting the season if we, they're going to play a lot more double headers using that bullpen more the first month and a half here fans and then that second half of that's you know that schedule we might start ramping more of our starters up here and using more of our starters during that second half i'll be interested to see if they're going to adjust the all-star game and all that kind of stuff so that might be something we'll have to look into in that schedule but that might be a fun uh that might be a fun podcast and we finally get that schedule of what it's officially going to be and our fans can be allowed to go to games there's gonna be a lot of interesting talk coming up here but i feel like at some point in time the season will be played i just have a hard time believing there's gonna be no baseball this upcoming season yeah i agree well one season that wasn't canceled or postponed was the nfl when we come back there was some big moves that went on during free agency that will have major effects on certain divisions we'll discuss that next this is the sports launch podcast Welcome back to the Sports Launch Podcast. I'm Andrew Schuweiler, joined by Justin Webster. And Justin, the NFL has been hot and heavy during this free agency period. The NFL was deciding whether they were going to still go with free agency, whether they were going to delay free agency, and eventually came to the decision that they were going to continue on with free agency. And man, I'm sure I'm glad that they did because this free agency, in my opinion, has had the most big names on the move that I've ever seen in a free agency period and watching the NFL. Yeah, no, I am absolutely excited to talk about football right now, man, just because of everything that's been going on. But yeah, this has been uh this has been a pretty crazy uh start here i mean so technically it kind of goes into fruition here for us all here today guys that these guys can finally be signing their contracts but i can't believe like how much has happened here in the last couple days here so i mean i think the biggest talk here guys um in the world the nfl is what the heck are the texans doing man you trade deandre hopkins away to the cardinals for david johnson and in return you get a fourth round pick and you exchange them with a six what 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 are you thinking i mean i don't even i don't even know where to start right now with the texans i mean they were a potential Super Bowl team and I, I'm just I, that one blew that one blew me away so when looking at the Texans it, it's kind of funny because so my brother is a Texans fan and early offseason it was reported that Bill O'Brien was going to give up play calling and I think every Texans fan literally jumped for joy after hearing that news and then we have the coronavirus and everybody's kind of going on isolation and then there's the NFL, of course, who's like, nope, we're going to continue going. Well, then we get the new CBA and we hear that free agency is going to start and all of a sudden, bang, they start off with an absolute bomb and rumors were going on around before even this trade happens of, well, DeAndre Hopkins could get traded. I'm thinking, what? Why? And I didn't really want to believe it. And then all of a sudden the report comes out on my phone that DeAndre Hopkins has been traded and I'm like, okay, the Texans want to get a first round pick or get some of those picks back that they had to give up well then it later is returned that nope they got david johnson back and i am just literally smacking the palm of my hand into the front of my face like bill o'brien what are you doing and then there's like oh there's picks involved and it's like oh okay the texans maybe they did do good and bill o'brien is a genius nope it comes back that they get a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick but they had to give up a fourth round pick so all you did was swapped fourth round picks um the texans get it this year where the cardinals get it they're the Texans fourth round pick next year. So all you did is swap fourth round picks in different years and you still didn't get a first round pick for arguably possibly the best wide receiver in football. And I don't think anybody would argue that he's at least top five wide receiver in football. And I was just like, I have no idea what Bill O'Brien's doing. And if I'm Deshaun Watson right now, I mentioned to you and my brother in a group text the other day, I said, trade uh, 
uh, Deshaun Watson to the 49ers. And, you know, if I am Deshaun Watson, I'm asking to get out of there because I have no idea what this organization is doing with your team because they were always a team that I looked at in the NFC or AFC, like you said, as definitely a playoff team, but not only a playoff team, a Super Bowl team as well, if they just got a couple things right. Yeah, that one, it just blew me, blew me away because usually these, these don't, these trades don't happen like instantaneously on Monday. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I got the message. I literally like looked at it. I'm like, this has to be, this has to be wrong, (laughs) you know? And I looked at it and I'm like, the only thing first thing goes to my mind is, man, I gotta, I gotta text your, your, your uh, brother Eric and be like, man, he's gotta be losing it right now. Like, how in the heck do you trade DeAndre Hopkins? In my personal opinion, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in football. I ranked him number one. I, he's, he's just, he's so, he's so good. I mean, you, I can, I understand the people that are that are putting Julio Jones up there, and I completely agree with those people too. I could see why you could put Julio Jones up there, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is, at the end of the day, I, I can't. Like, I, I, how, how does this? Happen? happen like I, it, it's, it just astonished me but outside of the deandre hopkins uh andrew i mean a lot has happened in the nfl um the and in the nfl the colts actually made some very interesting moves um they end up getting philip rivers on a one-year 25 million dollar deal i mean what do you think about that and then what about what do you think about the other acquisition that they ended up uh, acquiring here as well when they made the trade that they did getting was it deforest buckner yes you're correct on that yep yeah when they made the trade for deforest buckner and i found out that they gave a first round pick i think i text you and eric right away or shortly after the trade went down and said well we can stop mock drafting them a quarterback you know i think in one of our mock drafts or the one we were working on before the coronavirus hit i think we had them taking jordan love i'm not quite sure but i know we we were possibly thinking of quarter or a younger quarterback or drafting them drafting a quarterback in this draft well then they give up that first round pick and it's okay well maybe they're a team that's going to be in on Tom Brady. Well, then come to find out that they're actually in on Philip Rivers, and it was like, okay, this this makes sense because now you don't have a first round pick, and I don't think it's a bad deal for the Colts because you only signed him for one year. So if things go bad or if he gets hurt, you can always or you can let him walk in free agency after this year and go draft a young quarterback next year. The only thing is, is more than likely Philip Rivers is going to win you games, and if you want like a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence next year you're gonna have to be near the top of the draft but hey they give up their first round pick this year for DeForest Buckner who's to say that they wouldn't trade some star players or get some of those bad contracts off the books to get more draft picks to move up in in next year's draft as well yeah so I kind of looked at that Buckner trade in two ways I looked at it in the way of the Colts of yeah they get a really good pass rusher they got Philip Rivers so they're clearly trying to have a winning season this year which is great to see because they got a really good offensive line there and it's great to see the front office be a little aggressive there with the Colts um in the sense of the 49ers getting a first round pick that's huge right you just made the Super Bowl last year but you didn't win it so now they can actually address some positions here with that 31st pick and now as well here with the 13 pick so now they have two first round picks for a team that's already has a lot of really good players on that roster and they're only going to get better so I mean I got to tip the hat to both teams there one you know with Buckner and then the other side here with uh the 49ers so but I mean there's not any bigger news going on in the NFL right now than uh than what's going on here with Tom Brady and and we all know Tom Brady loves the Patriots. We all know everybody, you know, it kind of gets a little frustrated, Tom Brady. But there's a lot of a lot of information going out there right now, Tom Brady. What's the latest information you got here, Andrew, for us? Yeah, Tom Brady going or is expected to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I love it. The NFC South is going to possibly be the toughest division in football. And you now have three veteran quarterbacks, Guy and Matt Ryan, Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then Drew Brees was a another free agent signing that some people were like well is he going to retire is he going to come back if he comes back is it for sure that he's going to play with the Saints and he decides to come back on a two-year deal as well and then we get the report from Chris Mortensen that says the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater are negotiating a three-year contract in the 60 million dollar range so now we got Teddy Bridgewater on the Carolina Panthers as they're trying to get rid of Cam Newton so I think the NFC South is going to be a wild division and it's it's going to be kind of a bloodbath as well I think because all these teams are going to be beaten up on each other and I don't know I it wouldn't surprise me now if the Buccaneers win the division and I'm starting to wonder if the NFC is going to be represented in the Super Bowl by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well all right I mean I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this straight up right now we were all really excited about the Cleveland Browns last year right right 
I mean, I know a lot of people were. And I know the Bucks are getting Tom Brady, but I want everybody just to take a second. <sighs> And take a breath and, and just think about this for a second here. I want you to think about this in the logistic of they still don't play that great of defense yet in the past year. Okay, I don't care how good Tom Brady is. I don't care how good his weapons are. They still need to address some stuff here for me to get me bought. They're going to make the Super Bowl. But I think th I think this division actually is very tough. Um, I wouldn't be shocked that this actually might be the toughest division in the AFC this year. You got Matt Ryan. You got who's a darn good quarterback. Um, You got Drew Brees. He's coming back here. This might be his last year, you know, in his last year. Hurrah. The NFL's, you know, I'm gonna be out there, and I think there's, I think he's gonna have a, I think I still think they're gonna have a good team this year. So, and then you got a team, the Bucks, like you said, we just got Prosper gonna be getting Tom Brady, and then yeah, Teddy B, man, how about that, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, a guy that had injuries, you know, every one of his career was over, comes and saves the season last year for the Saints, and now he is going to the Panthers this season, this upcoming season. Good for him, you know, couldn't be more proud to see where he's come ready in the last couple years, you know, after that extreme injury that he had, I felt so bad for him. As a Vikings fan to see that happen. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm kind of in the boat right now where that division's gonna be tough. I mean, the Vikings are scheduled to play the play that division here, the South Division here in the NFC, and it it's unfortunate because we're gonna have to play all those four teams, and they're all gonna be just very tough matchups this year. And I'm that that's something that's gonna be a little disappointing. But at the end of the day, you know, you gotta play who's on your schedule, and I guess you know if they're on our schedule, that's who we gotta play. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun to watch. It's gonna be a fun division to watch. I do agree with you. I have a hard time believing any in that division is going to win much more than 12 games just because they're all going to beat up on each other but yeah i mean other than that i mean what else do you see in going to nfl injury i know uh what who's who's been a team that's been kind of shocking you so far everybody is falling in love with the buffalo bills and i don't get it they still have josh allen as their quarterback and yes they made some solid solid moves but as far as i know that uh patrick mahomes guy he's he's still in the afc isn't he i don't think he got traded or you know released by the by the kansas city chiefs um you still have the Patriots and yes I know they lose Tom Brady but you still have Bill Belichick there as the coach as far as I know you can't release a coach or trade a coach I mean yes you can trade a coach because it has happened before but as far as I know that guy's still in still in New England so you can never count count them out and we'll see where they go maybe they're a team that sneaks up and drafts a quarterback and brings or brings a veteran presence in like Jameis Winston um, <clears throat> as well but I don't know I just I don't think that you can put the Bills at one of the top teams maybe i'm wrong i don't know maybe maybe they'll surprise me um one big move justin that that might interest i should say vikings fans is trey wayne's going to the cincinnati Bengals for big money what do you think of him going to the cincinnati Bengals? what do you think of him getting good money and i know you and i kind of both had him not coming back to the vikings in our last podcast when we were deciding who should stay and who should go yeah good luck Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> That's just where I'm going to start. Um, I really get, I get where people are paying Trey Waynes. I mean, the guy has really good speed and he can make up for a lot of stuff, but it, it, in his whole NFL career, it's, he's always proven to be an average corner and to pay him elite or not even saying elite he, they're just paying him good money in general to me just it's just money spent very poorly but again somebody's gonna spend it i'm just glad it wasn't the vikings i'm glad it wasn't the rams i'm also a rams fan as well i'm just glad it wasn't those two teams other than that whatever he's i mean good for him to gain paid but i'm just i'm glad it wasn't my team so but yeah no i uh i was there were some signings out there that really scratched my head and i looked at him and i was like what the heck is going on and then some of them just like yeah that's kind of what I expected during this time of year so but no the team Teams. I'm kind of on the same page with you on the Bills. Um, I think people think Stefan Diggs going there is going to be the greatest thing ever. And everybody's going to write the Bills in this year, possibly. If now that Tom Brady's leaving the Patriots, they're, they're going to write the Bills in to win the AFC South. I mean, I get it. I mean, you got a team there that made the playoffs last year. Um, and I completely get the, the writing on the wall kind of mentality there to kind of, oh, if they were the second team, they're probably going to be there this year. And I'm going to give you a team right now, and I'm going to see what your thoughts on this is. But the team that I think that has been surprising me the most, and I'm actually actually becoming very excited to watch is the Miami Dolphins man I this team has been doing absolutely amazing this free agency so they got uh they got a free agent signing this uh, of a corner they paid him the most money I don't know if he's worth the most money as a cornerback but he's still a pretty darn good corner in Byron Jones the former cornerback of the Dallas Cowboys then they get a nice little veteran this officer here not too long ago in the last day here in Kyle Van Noy um, a former Patriot so I'm sure Flores the coach knows him pretty well you know in his days back when he used to coach with the Patriots so he probably knows what he's getting right there and then today they came back and punched up um they finally got their running back here 
here and Jordan Howard on a two year $10 million deal, which I always kind of tell you, if you get your running backs less than $6 million and they're producing, it's fine. I, I, yeah, I get the rookie contracts, but this guy, I think is, I think this is going to be a nice signing because you're just looking for a running back to just establish enough run game to help your quarterback out. And especially we're both expecting Tua to possibly be their starting quarterback this year because they're probably going to draft one here. I think that this team is actually putting some good pieces around whoever, if it is Tua or whoever it is at quarterback, I think they're putting some pretty good pieces together here that they might be kind of a sleeper team in that division that nobody's going to be going, hmm, is this team going to be the worst team in the division again this year? Or are they going to be a legit team? So I think they're a, a legit team to watch out for. And then the Cleveland Browns is the other team I was going to talk about here as well. I think they've done a lot this offseason as well. So they end up getting, as a Jack Conklin, the old, uh, he was an offensive lineman. Um, we all saw what Derrick Henry did last year um, with the Tennessee Titans. And I think this guy will be a huge, huge uh, signing here for uh, the Cleveland Browns. They get a, a nice um, a nice little addition here to that offensive line. And I think this is going to be a huge boost here. Hopefully Baker Mayfield can hit his receivers this year. I think that's going to be a nice little boost. And then on top of it, <laughs> on top of all of it, okay, the Packers go out and cut Jimmy Graham to get none other than who, Andrew, who, who do you think they were going out to get? Austin Hooper, right? And then what's the funny part about all this? The Browns get, <laughs> the Browns take Austin Hooper from them on, on Monday. And then like eight hours or so later, you find out that Jimmy Graham that you just cut is going to the Bears, your biggest rival. I'm just sitting up here as a Vikings fan, just laughing my head off over here. I'm like dying because I'm just like, it's like you're, it's like you're sitting here and you're going, you're trying to go to prom and you're right. And you're going out there. You're, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get the hottest girl possible here, here. Right. And I'm going to go ask her out. And then you find out that somebody else in the school has already asked her out. But then the girl you thought you were already going to have in the date, cause you already been dating her. You dumped her. Right. And then, <laughs> and then she goes and starts dating your best. She goes to prom with your best friend. I mean, I'm just sitting there just laughing. I'm just, Oh my gosh. I'm just, I can't even understand how funny this is so in some ways like I don't even know where the Packers are gonna go I mean we're probably gonna have to look into this a little bit more but if I'm Aaron Rodgers I'm sitting here going come on man this is even worse than discount double check this is like discount getting nothing in return so I I don't even know but I mean like I said I think the Browns have done pretty well this offseason I think the Dolphins have done very well I mean we're still only a couple days in guys but I have those two teams have definitely impressed me uh, what's your thoughts on that Andrew I'm just not gonna get hyped yet because we got hyped when they brought in guys like Jarvis Landry Odell Beckham Jr. And we said, all right, Baker, you got your weapons. Now let's see what you're made of. And he ultimately failed everybody. And so, yes, they get Austin Hooper. Yes, they get a tackle to help protect Baker. They got the new coaching staff now. And now we need to see Baker produce. You know, I think this might be the last year of Baker in a Cleveland Brown uniform. I think we need to see, or I think the Browns are going to want to see, all right, we got you the weapons. We got you a new coaching staff and a new offensive playbook let's go out there and let's see you actually produce it's time to put up or shut up so to say and so i think i think the hype just needs to come down a little bit but yes i i think the browns could be good but it's all gonna be on baker mayfield's shoulders now when i look at the miami dolphins i agree they're gonna be a sneaky team whether it's next year or the year after they won five games last year and probably nobody thought that they were gonna win five games they're likely gonna probably go after one of those top quarterbacks whether it's tua or justin herbert or jordan love i think it's gonna be tua you think it's gonna be tua and i know a lot of people think it's gonna be tua as well and as much as I don't like paying running backs I think bringing in a guy like Jordan Howard just gives you that veteran leadership and that veteran presence that he can kind of lean on for that rookie year and what do I mean the Patriots have had all kinds of different offenses so I can't say what do the Patriots like to do but the Patriots are known for running the ball a, a little bit and so Flores came from New England like you mentioned and we could see him kind of leaning on that run game to get his rookie quarterback comfortable with coming into the NFL. Yeah, I just think they're going to be, oh, they're going to be a much more improved team than, than I think a lot of fans are kind of expecting. Um, but again, like I said, like it's going to be, I if they get to eight and eight this year, that's a huge success. I mean, it really is. I just think some people are kind of like writing them off a little bit right now. Like, oh, they're just going to be another five and 11 football team. I'm like, I don't know. We'll have to see. Again, it's going to depend on who they get for a quarterback because we all know in the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback, you're just, you're not going to win a lot of football games regardless of how many great players you have on your team. So that's got to be the first thing. Next thing 
they're going to definitely have to check off. But if they get the right quarterback in the right situation and they can figure that offensive line out here a little bit more, I think they could be a, a team that definitely could go around 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, this upcoming season. And before we take another break, I wanted to bring up the Packers because you brought them up as far as getting or losing out on Austin Hooper. And right after the Texans trade was announced or the Arizona Cardinals trade was announced of getting DeAndre Hopkins, I went on Twitter and said the Packers couldn't beat this deal and they couldn't offer Aaron Jones in a second round pick. And at first, a Green Bay fan got mad at me and said, you're joking, right? And I replied back, no, I'm actually being serious. And he goes, why would you give up one of the best running backs in football on his rookie deal and then give up a better pick? And I said, well, actually, it's not a better pick. I said, if you're giving up a second round pick, you're actually getting a worse pick because the Cardinals draft ahead of the Green Bay Packers. And I said, Aaron Jones is on his rookie deal this season. But I said, after this season, you're going to have to pay him. And why not get a pass catcher and what the Packers have been rumored to get all season. Let's go out and get a wide receiver or, you know, the Packers are going to draft a receiver with possibly their first pick. Oh, the Packers are possibly in on Austin Hooper. Why would you not get one of the best pass catching wide receivers in the NFL and let a running back go, which... Yes, I know I argue with a ton of people, but running back is not as much as an, as an advantage as what a wide receiver would get, would be. And how can you not think of having Devontae Adams on one side and De- DeAndre Hopkins on the other and Aaron Rodgers throwing him both of them the football? I don't know how Packer fans would not like to trade. And hey, the, the running back that I came up with or that I responded back with is Jonathan Taylor, anybody? Why not keep Jonathan Taylor in Wisconsin? Just move him a little north and have them be the running back that you wanted in Aaron Jones. And then guess what? You're having a running back on a rookie deal again because you're not going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor a bunch of money. So I don't know. I was just kind of surprised that unless, you know, some of these trades only involve a couple of teams and maybe the Texans or the Packers didn't reach out. But after seeing what the Cardinals had to give up for DeAndre Hopkins, I was a little surprised that the Packers couldn't come up with some better deal to beat out the Arizona Cardinals to bring in DeAndre Hopkins but I think the one thing that kept the Packers away and another Packer fan pointed out to this is they actually didn't have the cap room and it's been said that now DeAndre Hopkins one of the reasons he was leaving or did get traded is because he and the Texans didn't agree that he should get excuse me another contract extension so more than likely the Packers wouldn't have been able to afford him and I'm guessing that's why they didn't get on it on this and it makes sense after looking at that why they didn't but I always say that you can make a contract work and let's say Hopkins is looking for an extension why not just backload the contract or give them some bonus money or something I mean I feel you can make things work in order to bring in a guy like that and I don't know I guess I was just surprised that the Packers weren't in on DeAndre Hopkins because all offseason leading up to free agency we heard the Packers are going to try to get you know a better wide receiver or a good tight end that can help relieve some of the pressure not only off Aaron Rodgers but of Devontae Adams as well yeah no I think I think it kind of shocked me I mean I get with cap space because as a Vikings fan I understand what cap space is very well too but yeah I think it's uh it's definitely an issue where I think cap space became the real issue of why they didn't get who they got and I'm sure the Packers will figure this out and they'll address this to the best of their basic abilities with with, with the cap space they do have but um I think the thing that kind of shocked me the most with the Packers is you and me were both uh in our mock drafts for giving them linebackers we didn't think they were going to go after receiver and during the first day here of free agency the um Packers end up signing Christian um Kirksey the for to a two-year 16 million dollar deal um from the Browns so I'm ex- and he was used to be a starter he got hurt last year during week two but he's gonna probably he's gonna be back this season so he's probably gonna be should be a full help after having basically missed a whole last season here so I expect him to slot in at that middle linebacker spot here for the Packers and I expect him to basically fill that void here of not having to pick that linebacker position at that first pick I doesn't mean they won't address another linebacker position because they still need to address that position in my opinion but it probably won't be happening in the first round anymore here folks so it might be a thing where the Packers might be going okay maybe we might have to go wide receiver with our first pick or a different position at that pick so I uh, I just seeing that happen on day one was honestly pretty interesting for me just because now you know like where the Packers are probably going to be looking at towards the NFL draft after seeing what they've been doing here on day one we're going to catch a 
another break here, but when we get back, the Vikings made multiple moves and didn't sit around on the first couple of days of free agency. They decided to extend a certain someone, but was it the right move? That and a lot more on the Minnesota Vikings when we get back on the Sports Launch Podcast. Welcome back to the Sports Launch Podcast. I'm Andrew Schuweiler, joined by Justin Webster. And Justin, the Vikings didn't take any chances or sit back and wait because they had limited cap space. They decide to go and extend a certain quarterback that I don't think people really were thinking was going to happen. And I'm not quite sure if it's the right move either. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh. You know how I feel about Kirk Cousins, so... <sighs> but you know, I get it. I really do. I really get why the Vikings did what they did. They took his contract this year. Um, I see it was nine point five million with eleven million of dead cap, so it must be his guarantees. But so we have about twenty one million dollar cap hit on Kirk Cousins this upcoming season versus having a cap hit of thirty one million folks. So we saved ten million dollars in this, which is huge, guys, because we didn't have a lot of cap space to spend in the first place. Um, with, with that now, we can actually. Get get some of possibly a piece or two back to our team um, which is pretty big actually for the Vikings I think in all honesty I get it I we when you extend a guy for three more years you're gonna get they're they're short they're basically taking all of his money and they're taking it towards the long-term guys so that 45 million on year three is looking brutal right now but again his dead cap in year three is not going to be at that is not fully guaranteed guys um, right now I'm just trying to pull up here what we have here for cash but he's got a 9.5 million dollar base salary he's signing signing for this year with 11 million so we're paying him 21 million this year guys but his dead cap in 2022 guys um we're paying him a base salary the total cap hit is going to be 45 million but his dead cap or his guaranteed cash is going to be 10 million in 2022 so the way you got to look at this as a vikings fan is he's going to be our quarterback next two seasons there's just no way around it he's going to be the quarterback of the minnesota vikings the next two seasons um i'll be very interested to see what the vikings do in 2022 are they going to pay him the full 45 are they just going to cut him and cut the 10 million dollars um depending on where the franchise is are we going up are we going down there's gonna be a lot of talks at that point so i completely get why we did what we did and honestly the way i looked at it is as much as i get frustrated her cousins this actually is not a bad signing this signing to me is rick spielman and mike zimmer putting all their eggs in a basket they now have pretty much said we're gonna go forward with kurt cousins and we feel that kurt cousins is the quarterback not only of the minnesota vikings now but a little bit down the road in the future and and I said on the last previous podcast that we did when talking about be- the Vikings before free agency I said we should or the Vikings should let Kirk Cousins play out the season before extending him and then if they wanted to extend him in the offseason I would totally be fine with that but I almost wonder if Mike Zimmer actually you know what I don't even wonder I know with the way things have went Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman were under pressure and they felt the best way for them to win was to keep Kirk Cousins. I feel like they felt that they couldn't win with a rookie quarterback or going with someone else. And so they decided to extend Kirk Cousins, but then they decide to trade Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. And yes, I believe that it was a good trade. You know, I think the Vikings in the long run will be better and this def- this trade definitely helped. And I get the, um, the worry of Stefan Diggs always putting out the those cryptic tweets and you know kind of running his mouth so to say a little bit but what we've seen with Kirk Cousins not only in his days with the Redskins but now his days with the Vikings is he kind of likes the perfect situation and you and I were kind of talking about it when kind of debating Kirk Cousins or arguing about Kirk Cousins is whether this guy can win the Vikings a Super Bowl you say no I've said yes but I think he needs pretty dang close to a perfect roster well now you get rid of Stefan Diggs and yes you got multiple draft picks and now you can fill many different holes but how many rookies come in right away and may or just play completely outstanding and help a team win a Super Bowl or make your team better not very many so to extend Kirk Cousins and then trade one of his best weapons just it was it was weird because yes it makes sense to get rid of a guy that could be what 
or what could be a cancer to the locker room. But also, like, let's not... <laughs> Let's not say that Stefan Diggs wasn't a great football player on the field because he's been phenomenal and has made his way up to the top of the top NFL wide receivers. And so it's going to be hard to replace him. And I think now the Vikings may have to go and get a veteran wide receiver and they might have to look wide receiver in this draft because like I said, Kirk Cousins is going to need help. Am I down on him like a lot of Vikings fans? No, but I think Kirk Cousins can win you a Super Bowl, but you need a darn near perfect roster. I mean, for kind of loud, Nick Foles won the Eagles a Super Bowl. And I think we can all agree that Kirk Cousins is better than Nick Foles. And I was talking to you um, after this extension, I believe it was, that um, that Kirk Cousins has the Nick Foles type of run in him. And I, I think he does. But again, getting rid of Stefan Diggs and then extending Kirk Cousins, it's just, it's kind of kind of weird or kind of up in the air. I just don't really get it or where they see to go with them because getting rid of Stefan Diggs yes it saved you four and a half or 4.9 million dollars in cap space but are you going to be able to replace what Stefan Diggs for did for the Minnesota Vikings with that 4.9 million dollars so we'll have to wait and see I know both Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman said during the combine that they feel they have a really good team, but right now I'm looking at this Vikings team and I'm not sure you're any better than what you were last season. And in all honesty, people might call this a hot take. I actually think you're worse. Yeah, no, I, uh, that's kind of the way I looked at it here a little bit was I'm not really huge on Kirk because I feel like he always has to have a completely perfect situation every time he's out there and that's what frustrates me because the guy can beat every bad team i feel like his his record against teams with with probably 500 or losing record you know teams he plays against he's got to be like winning 70 some 70 75 percent of those games i mean which is great that means the guy can do a lot in situations based on his talent around him but when you start getting in situations where he's playing other winning teams his record's terrible like i'd have to look it up honestly i haven't had the chance to really like quantifiably look up his stats on that but i know it's not good like i know it's not a good record and that just shows like we need to put a perfect team around it. and i know you and me kind of talked about this too a little bit like the last time i can think of an absolutely perfect roster was the 2007 new england patriots and they didn't even win the super bowl and they had tom brady as their quarterback like yes i get the nick Foles, like the thought on nick Foles here in that whole situation but again i think the reason why that nick Foles and that team won the super bowl is because they had a coach there and and he just went all out and through a lot of trick plays and they went all out to win that Super Bowl and they went all out to win that whole playoffs that year. I think everybody just doubted them. And, you know, they had a perfect situation. I just don't, I just think the Vikings are going to get more points this year. It's going to be a lot more on Kirk to throw the, throw the ball and score and keep up basically with, with, uh, with a lot of these teams in the NFL. And I just don't think Kirk is going to be able to live up to those expectations. Do I think the Vikings are going to be a terrible team? I don't know. I honestly, right now as a Vikings fan, I could see the Vikings being 4-12. and 12. I could see the Vikings being 12-4. I mean, that's that's crazy that I'm sitting here saying that, that I could see them being four and 12. I could see them being 12 and four. So I, that's that's that just sounds nuts saying that. But I, at the end of the day, I, I get the signing. I really do. I mean, you got to when your team is at the age of the players they're at right now, you have to have an established quarterback. So I get where we're going with this. But I think there's could be a, a this could be a situation. He's only here for a couple, two, three more years. And then we might be on the full on rebuild at that point. Yeah. And now I think the Vikings need to surround Kirk Cousins. You need to build that offensive line and in my honest opinion I don't think it's going to happen but in my honest opinion I think you worry less about building that defense back up and you go and you surround your new 30 million dollar quarterback that you decided to extend and you surround him with the best possible pieces you can whether it's like I said bringing in a veteran wide receiver and bringing in a rookie wide receiver with one of those two first round picks whether it's trading one of those first round picks which I don't think it's going to take a first round pick and there was actually a report that it would only take a second round pick to get the offensive tackle from the Washington Redskins but you need to now go and surround Kirk Cousins and make that offense pretty much flawless for him that he's almost like an air plane pilot putting the offense into or putting the plane into um autopilot mode you this offense needs to be in autopilot mode for for Kirk Cousins now and you gotta kind of put the defense to the back end I know the Vikings franchise tagged Anthony Harris and I think Justin and I would both say that that was a great move but there's now to me there's too many holes on the defense and I think the Vikings now have to become a team that wins football games in 
shootouts and kind of goes against the grain of what Mike Zimmer has always been. You kind of just have to build up what you got on the defense and hope that Zimmer can kind of out-scheme some of these offensive guys and that they can use some of the players that they have on their team, their team right now, and develop those guys. And then go out, like I said, and make this offense one of the top five, excuse me, top five offenses of the game. And you have those two first round picks now. I I call up Washington. I call up Washington and I'm I'm saying, okay, we'll give you a second round pick. Actually, you know what? Don't even start with a second round pick. Start with a third or a fourth and Riley Reef and say, we'll give you a third and Riley Reef for uh, Trent Williams. They say, no. All right, come back and offer something else we'll give you a second next year and riley reef no okay well then you know because trent williams wants out so to me the washington redskins have no say in what they're gonna get in a trade and i think the best way to help kurt cousins is get him a legit left tackle and if that means giving up your second round pick this year and riley reef or a second and a fifth or a second and a six or something i think you do it i think you have to now surround Kirk Cousins with a great offensive line and a bunch of offensive weapons and kind of put the defense on the back burner. Yeah, I uh I really hope that the Vikings start considering some different stuff here because if we're going to make our team basically build our team around Kirk Cousins, we're going to need a left tackle. And yeah, if the Vikings are going to be doing a trade for Trent Williams, there's going to have to be like Riley Reef or someone's going to have to be in this trade because Trent Williams wants 18 million a year and unfortunately we only have 13 million towers in cap space right now. So, <laughs> that's where we kind of run on a little bit of issues right now if we're going to go after a Trent Williams. We may need to work on negotiating some more contracts. There's going to have to be some more talks. So, we got to figure out how we're going to be moving the cash around here basically to keep these guys on contracts. But, yeah, it's it's definitely something that would be that needs to be considered at that point. If we're going to get Trent Williams, at least then know we're going to have an elite level left tackle. And to be honest with you, Kirk, it's all up to you, my man. You got to you got to make passes if uh, we have Trent Williams here. So, but, yeah, I think um, I think the Vikings need to fix that offensive line and that'll be a big thing i don't the defense is going to be young i mean that's just something the viking fans are gonna have to understand this isn't the vikings defense here of 2017 you know and we were doing so well this is the 20 upcoming 2020 vikings guys this secondary is going to be very young it's gonna i mean i'm glad that we got our safety back here in free agency we still got smith there as well so our safeties guys are pretty uh we're actually got very veteran safeties um the thing that's gonna be a little concerning is a lot of these corners i don't know if we're gonna bring him back or not it's gonna depend on if we do go get trent williams we're gonna that's an that's that's a no but if we don't get Trent Williams they may only be one of these guys you know possibly depending on what they go for for cash wise but it's going to be a very interesting offseason guys we'll have to keep an eye on who we get up you know who is it, who we pick up in free agency and I think it's going to be a very interesting basically draft because I really expect the Vikings to hit the draft very hard on cornerbacks because if we 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 so far busted so far in quite a bit of corners already and we really can't afford to bust much more because we do we're going to be we're going to be as bad guys as the Philadelphia Eagles on covering teams here soon it's just it's gonna be bad so i hope the vikings can address this and get this figured out and we can finally put some decent corners out there but when you're doing that and your offense needs to step up and score points because we're not gonna hold teams as much as we used to so but the biggest news out there going on andrew i'm sure is i'm sure everybody probably wants to listen to here is uh stefan diggs man that guy sends out a tweet here <laughs> says a tweet here on monday that he's out and wants to, he doesn't have when well, he gets rid of all his pictures about as him as a viking and then he and then a fan goes oh, he's just being mad whatever man and then he literally tweets back at one of the fans no no bro this this is for real like and then within about a few hours later i'm kind of like what the heck is going on as a vikings fan and a few hours later we find out he is traded officially to the buffalo bills as a vikings fan um going more into detail here andrew maybe i'll, I'll let you go more into detail what we got for compensation but um go more in detail not just on the compensation but what do you think the vikings will do with these picks and how do you feel about this trade I think the Vikings got a great haul for Stefan Diggs. They obviously did a lot better than what the Texans did and how the Texans didn't get a package like this is beyond crazy. But the Vikings received a 2020 first round pick. It'll be 22nd overall. They also received a 2020 fifth round pick and a 2026 round pick and we'll get a 2021 fourth round pick by giving up Stefan Diggs in a seventh round pick to the Buffalo Bills. And so why the Texans couldn't have gotten that? I have no idea but this was a great haul for for the minnesota vikings um digs is signed through 2023 
three and his 10.9 million base salary becomes fully guaranteed this week. I mentioned earlier in the podcast that the Vikings absorbed 9 million in dead money in the Diggs trade, but clear another 4.9 million in cap space. So even though you got 4.9 million, I feel that absorbing the 9 million is a lot worse than getting the 4.9 million in cap space. But the Vikings had been, you know, making moves. They started off by cutting Xavier Rhodes and Linval Joseph to create cap space. So here's another way to create some cap space. Again, that extending Kirk Cousins was also getting some cap space. So I think the Vikings were just looking at ways to get some cap space. And one way to do it was trading Stefan Diggs. And like I mentioned before, maybe Stefan Diggs was a little bit of a cancer in that locker room. And, you know, I was listening to Purple Daily today on Score North and Matthew Collar put or made a great comment in my opinion when talking about Stefan Diggs and Kirk Cousins relationship we never really knew or we didn't he said we didn't really know what the relationship was between them because we would watch a football game on TV or watch a Vikings game on TV and it would look like Stefan Diggs would just ream into Kirk Cousins but then I believe it was NFL films or NFL sound effects or something and it was Diggs saying oh don't worry Kirk you know you make your reads and don't worry about me getting my touches. But yet Diggs whined about not getting his touches. So like I said, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird situation, but I don't know. I, I think we'll find out more later on once the trade kind of becomes official because I don't I don't know if you've seen it, Justin, but I don't think the trade has technically became official or either team has announced that the trade is official. And also with everybody being isolated, we haven't obviously been able to hear from Mike Zimmer or Rick Spielman on this trade. And I don't think until the trade becomes official official I don't think either one of those guys is gonna talk so I'll be interested to hear what they have to say and hopefully we can find out why this deal deal was made because in my opinion it makes your team worse and I'm even if the Vikings bring in the best wide receiver in the draft which I'm not sure they're gonna get the best wide receiver in the draft but let's say let's say they somehow did get the top wide receiver in the draft again it's gonna take a lot to replace what Stefan Diggs brought to this Minnesota Vikings team every Sunday on the field because he he's making his way up in my wide receiver list and I'm off just the top of my head right now I would say he's probably top 10 and that's again that's just off the top of my head but that's that's how good Stefan Diggs has become after the Vikings made him a fifth round pick where people I'm sure were like well you know I guess we get what we get yeah no I uh I have a lot of respect for Stefan Diggs I mean he is definitely uh, a wide receiver one in the NFL and I think he definitely deserves to get paid what he's getting paid I think for the Vikings it was almost becoming turmoil and if you I mean it's just like anything right if you're it's like for all you guys that don't understand turmoil and sports and stuff like that think about playing your youth sports right we all had that one person on that sports team when your team wasn't good that was probably becoming more toxic to your team than helping your team and you're like because of that person everybody just didn't want every time that person was playing on the sports team for example you just become frustrated okay and that doesn't really help it's kind of like the same way like going to work right if you there's one employee at work that's just you don't want to be at work because every time around them it just becomes toxic and and they they spread rumors and it's just not fun to be at work when they're there that's that's kind of the same thing here with stefan diggs right he's sending out rumors to everybody at work that he doesn't want to be a viking he doesn't want to be there kirks doesn't know what's going on you know this whole team is just frustrated and and i think for it, it for a guy that's complaining in we're playing i think was the saints here this year he's complaining on the sidelines about getting football thrown at him dude we're winning the game this is about the playoffs. It has nothing to do with your stats. Your stats doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Like all it matters is WL, like literally that's all it matters. And all I care about is getting dubs. And I think at the end of the day, I really hope that he grows up and understands that that's the most important thing. It's not about your stats in the season, but it doesn't mean that because your stats aren't good for that one game doesn't mean you're not a good receiver. So I think, he, I hope he grows up and understands that when he gets into Buffalo. But again, I don't guess it's going to depend. It's been in the coaching staff. It's been how things are run over there. And they tend to run a lot the same as Minnesota. 
in Buffalo. So I expect, you know, we'll see what Stephon Diggs next year, but I think he'll he'll start out pretty well, and then we'll see if the head cases start again over there. But again, I do agree with you. He's when he plays well, he can he's definitely been a good receiver. He's right around that cusp. I think I have him somewhere between ten and twelfth or so or receivers in the NFL, and I completely get that. So, but I think for the Vikings on the draft, uh, it's you're not going to replace you're not going to replace Stephon Diggs. You're just you're just not. There's no way. I mean, there's no receiver. I mean, I should say there's no receiver. There's there's some receivers. They're not going to be Stephon Diggs good next year. I mean, there's guys like Jerry Judy. Um, there's guys out there like Henry Ruggs. There's guys out there like C.D. Lamb. Guys, those are like the top three receivers that I think they can be plugging in starts. But guys, we're talking those guys are probably 800 yard receivers next year. If they get a thousand yards, they're doing very well. And we're talking Stephon Diggs is a thousand yard receiver. So we're not. You're not going to be like, yeah, if we get one of those three guys, for example, which more like we're not going to get those guys with the 22nd pick unless we move up and at the end of the day we're not even if you got one of those guys you're still not replacing Stefan Diggs so we're not going to replace Stefan Diggs we just have to as Viking fans realize we're not going to replace just Stefan Diggs so what are our options here guys right I still think the Vikings need to address receiver in this draft at some point and I would expect it to happen I don't know if it's going to happen the first round guys it's going to depend on value it's going to depend on who's there at 22 and 25 I still like I said I think we need to address corner at positions and then I also also think that the Vikings will I think either that first or second pick is going to be receiver I know uh the receiver out of Baylor Mims has been a very big uh, name that's been kind of flying around here and I know you kind of talked about him a little bit too Andrew um out of Baylor as well too I think he could be a very interesting name that I know has been floating around here since since the Stefan Diggs uh trade has been has kind of gone gone through here a little bit as a possibility the Vikings might be looking at but again I guess I said guys it's going to depend on value we're going to get we got to take the most value we can at these these at these first two picks and really bolster that offense but I think like with the way I looked at Stefan Diggs sometimes you just get lucky in that fifth pick and you get a really good player but the Vikings I kind of look at this in a nutshell with the Vikings as well too is look at our first round picks we picked here lately Lacan Treadwell what is he bust right and then I look at uh, Troy Williamson what was he bust right I think the last time the Vikings hit on a first round draft pick was Randy Moss okay Randy Moss in 1998 1998 that was 22 years ago okay like you got to look at a perspective just because you pick them the first round doesn't mean they're going to pan out all the time so I think as fans we need to kind of come with the perspective this year is there's not many years that you're going to be in a draft that you're going to get a Don or DeAndre Hopkins or you're going to draft a Julio Jones we'd all would love that but those guys are all going to be drafted very high they're all going to be in the top 15 picks so we're going to have to have a perspective this season of we're not going to replace Stephon Diggs but we're going to have to have our players step up like Irv Smith's going to have to step up this season we might have more pass catching from Delvin Cook this upcoming season you know we're going to have other players are going to get to step up in different roles and we might see more running football this year who knows i mean i know that's what mike zimmer likes to do so a guy that i think the vikings could look at and possibly not cost them a ton of money is i look at emmanuel sanders a guy that played with the 49ers last year who was in a scheme that is very similar if not the exact same to what gary kubiak is going to bring to this offense and he will bring that veteran presence and again like we both said you're not going to get stefan diggs type of play from another veteran or from a rookie but i think it could be a guy that can come in and help this offense and that will know the offensive as well so that's that's who I would look at if I was the Vikings and in free agency I think because I think you're gonna have to do a veteran wide receiver or a free agent wide receiver and possibly draft a wide receiver because you're not gonna replace Stefan Diggs right away with just one guy and if the Vikings want to win now then they better get as many pass catchers as possible I know you mentioned Dalvin Cook catching passes out of the backfield Irv Smith catching passes as well you're also gonna have Adam Thielen but you want to you're gonna want to get another wide receiver that can kind of take stuff or take guys away from Adam Thielen and open up and I'm not saying that a 33 or 34 year old Emmanuel Sanders is going to do that but I just think that if you could kind of put him in the slot and then possibly put the rookie on the outside I think that that could set you up for some pretty good wide receiver core and I think Emmanuel Sanders would be a great veteran presence and a cheap wide receiver with him being you know that 33 34 years old next year i think the vikings could possibly get him on the cheap end in free agency yeah he's an interesting name i'm kind of interested to see where where some of these guys go especially wide receivers and where the vikings are going to go now that we're now moved on here from stefan Diggs. so yeah i'll be interested to see if the vikings go after wide receiver honestly in free agency i think they're honestly going to draft but um yeah it's just it's a very interesting free agency like i said amanda sanders is an interesting name that's all there he also played for uh gary kubiak when gary kubiak was in denver in 2000 
2015 and 2016 so he has that connection with Gary Kubiak yeah that's a, that's a good idea to kind of bring that up so but yeah no I think uh I think finding somebody that's gonna just fill in is, is honestly gonna be the biggest thing we just need to find somebody that can give us like five to 750 yards and that probably around we're hoping for six to 700 yards here and then hopefully Thielen can stay healthy and give us around that eight to a thousand here next year for sure so that we're not just like run 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 and we can't throw because I mean we can't throw it's not gonna be good so we have to be able to throw football here at some point so I think the Vikings will may do that I think another interesting name out there was I kind of talked to you about here a little bit before is uh Brashad Perriman he actually impressed me a lot during the end of that season uh with the Bucks last year and I think he could be a very cheap ad um for the Vikings here he used to be a former first round pick in 2015 for the Ravens didn't really do much with the Ravens but then came down the Bucks here in this last couple years and he's really growing up here at 26 years old I think he's going to be signed here honestly more of on the cheaper end than I think a lot of people are expecting and I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks try to make a run to get him back as their third receiver but at the same exact time I could see the Vikings you know if they really want to get a guy on the cheaper end this might be an interesting name to kind of keep an eye on here as well too just to kind of get a nice little cheap signing for you can play outside inside you can kind of do it you know do it all here at receiver but plays more on the outside he's kind of more a bigger body guy at six foot two 209 pounds he can kind of do it all too so I think he might be a very interesting name and another big name that's been kind of floating out there has been Robbie Anderson but honestly as a Vikings fan I just can't see us getting Robbie Anderson just for the fact of he's probably going to go for a little bit more money than I think a lot of the people are going to want to spend but again another name I think a lot of Vikings fans will be talking about to get him possibly on the outside to kind of keep feeling in that slot position here for this upcoming season as well too so Robbie Anderson would definitely be a fun one because he's known for like his speed and going downfield catching those deep balls and Kirk Cousins last year was one of the better quarterbacks according to pro football focus on deep passes and so that would be a fun get but I think he's going to be out of the Vikings price range yeah I, I know a lot of people a lot of like bloggers and stuff are all saying Robbie Anderson Robbie Anderson Robbie Anderson I'm like I just can't see us like I can't see him going anything less than 8 million if not even I could see him actually going closer to 10 and like I said the Vikings have a 13 million dollar cap right now with 13 million I just can't see the Vikings blowing all their cap on Robbie Anderson I would try to take all my cap and spend it at Trent Williams right now than Robbie Anderson we need to protect him we can always find a receiver we can always find serviceable receivers I should say um, versus finding serviceable left tackles at this point Robbie Anderson's probably a pipe dream guys but that will wrap up an isolated like I said in the beginning an isolated sports launch podcast hopefully you guys will enjoy this podcast hopefully you can kind of get away from all the coronavirus talk and listen to Justin and I talk a little bit of sports and we'll hopefully try to get some more of these podcasts that kind of take off your mind from the coronavirus and all the news that's been put out on social media and on tv but make sure you rate and review and subscribe to the sports launch podcast check us out on twitter and facebook as well